And we shall now start with testimonies. So who would like to go ahead and give glory to God, thanking him for what they have experienced out of his love, out of his bounty during this week, or even any time before. If you haven't testified earlier and you now feel convicted to testify, please feel free to unmute and speak. Brother Russell, I'll give praise and thanks to the Lord. Um, I'd put on the prayer group to pray for my brother-in-law who, yes. brother who had brain surgery today. So I'd like to praise and thank the Lord that he's come through that. And, the, and they said they've got all the, all the tumour. And I'd like to give glory and praise to the Lord for, for that and, and every grace and blessing for every word and scripture that's been put on my heart this week. Um, all the little gems that he has taught us. Give praise and thanks to the Lord for every new job that's been given in our prayer group to to our prayer warriors, and um, just just praise and thank Him today. Just give Him all the glory. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. At the same time, we also pray for all those that are still um, stretching their hands out to Him seeking a job, seeking that blessing on their finances so that they might move ahead with their lives. Father, we lift all of those up in our place of prayer today so that out of your mercy, just as you have raised some of us, let that same grace be extended, Father, that these might be comforted in all their challenges, that every weakness shall be eliminated and your abundance shall flow into their lives and into their homes in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Let it be so, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? That's a powerful testimony of a successful surgery. Praise God for that. Yes. If you have anything more you'd like to add, anyone else would like to share their testimony today? I'll go next, Russell. Yes, please go ahead. Um... Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all the blessings and graces that you pour out on us every single day. Uh, even when we are not worthy of it, um, you your love chases us every minute and it's so boundless from east to west. I couldn't understand what east to west was and why couldn't it be north or south? But the explanation was, I searched for it. And the explanation given to me that was north and south has a finite to it. You can go from north to the south and there is an end. But for east and west, there is no end. And that's God's boundless love for us. Uh, yes. But last week, I gave my testimony of uh, the procedure that I had undergone. And I just want to say how much I can glorify and thank this amazing God that I serve how much love I have for him and how much, how much more love he has for me. I think I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not worthy of any of it, but, but he still pours it out. And I, today I will say, and I confidently proclaimed last week that I am confident of my results because the, my eyes were only fixed on my creator and my healer and my redeemer and the person who has um, given me salvation. So when I had my eyes fixed on it, I was so happy that not one negative thought from the devil in terms of, oh, what can be that result? Or what if it is? Not even one single thought came into my mind during this waiting period. 
not one i can confidently say that and i got the specialist called me and i had my biopsy results it was a biopsy that i did and the results came through as being benign so this is the god that i serve and this brings me to then my journey of faith which this um um prayer group has helped me in so many ways and i remembered a podcast when i when i when i when i got the news and i was so thankful and uh, to god i i thought about a podcast i had listened to at a time because this journey of faith hasn't been hasn't been easy it hasn't been something that you can wake up next morning and say oh i trust god so much i believe in god i you know it doesn't happen overnight and there was a story that was that i was reminded of that um there are there were the tree there were trees grown in a bayar dome and they have they have they had everything they had ample water and they had um the right the right temperature and they grew really well but suddenly uh the tree started to fall and the reason for that was because uh they didn't have a strong root system and i think i was like that 3 or 4 years ago with that really really weak system um there were no storms in my life uh to make me strong there was no wind in that biodome there was no storms because those are the things that develop that root system and i think at that point in time i was yes. there where i didn't have all of that and uh i was so my root system was so weak i could have fallen but over the over the years we've had a lot of struggles both sam and myself and those storms those uh, the wind the heavy wind that came has blown us blown us battered us and helped us develop our root system uh and and i think i think god throughout that period he must have been looking down upon us and saying oh my girls you know how much you are surviving this and um, he must be also smiling and saying you don't know where i'm taking you but i have a perfect place for you and i believe in that and today i want to say that uh yes the root system is still in progress work in progress it has to get stronger it has to get there's so much work that we need to do for him for everything that he has uh, done for us and uh, and i hope that both of us you know I, every day we we start to imbibe more and more and more and more of him saturate ourselves so much that we fill ourselves with him and nothing more that we can we can carry out what he wants us to carry out for him in in his life and not let us be girls that live in that perfect biodome uh, and uh, like because everything is nice but then when a storm comes we 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 come crashing down and uh i think i it um, jeremiah 17 uh, 7 8 comes to mind uh, but blessed are those who trust in the lord that have made the lord their hope and confidence and i think uh we are like those trees planted on that new bank which where roots are so deep and the you know into the water uh the trees are there we are not bothered by the heat or the worries or the drought but we stay green and thank you to this group thank you to everybody uh i think my days i i i know that how much <laughs>
Oh, we lost everything. You can unmute and speak again, Les. You just went on mute. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know. Where did you lose me? You were speaking about the trees that are planted on the bank. Psalm 1-3. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this, I'll only take two minutes more, but this is uh, going back to last week's teaching about paying, uh, um, evil, pay, paying back evil for good. And I had challenges at work last week. And, um, you know, my boss was like, uh, sometimes you get, you get, not a bad not a bad person but sometimes they can be uh, irrational and and i was thinking and and the things that were being said to me i could have, in, in normal circumstances i would have retaliated I, I i would have wanted to have the last word and during that time i just kept praying in silent tongues and i kept blessing her and i you know throughout the time my mind my mind was elsewhere but but and i was constant constantly blessing her and and whatever she was saying i don't know it just went over my head but yes, yesterday or day before yesterday, she called me and she said, oh, you know, um, I've got feedback for you, she said, because we support other business units as well. And, uh, and, and so she said, my business unit leader's leader has called her and he doesn't even know me by name. And he's called her and he said, you have, you have a Goklani? Uh, and uh, she said, yes. He said, he said, I need that Goklani to come and reduce my complaints. Uh, can you give her to me? She said, no, back off. <laughs> so I'm saying, even though this is how go amazing God is, and I just, I can just scream his name to the rooftops because he is so wonderfully good. So thank you, uh, Rasil, Vivek, Savio, Sister Shereen, Janela, everybody and that helps me every single day through whatever I read, through whatever I listen into, little things I take in, some of it is retained, some of it goes away, but then again, sometimes uh, the light, a light bulb moment comes in and I am able to uh, bring back to memory um, what I have learned. And I couldn't be, uh, I, I, I just am so incredibly happy to be part of this group and God bless you all for all that you do. Thank you, Jesus. It is his spirit that moves and flows. And he's always flowing. He's never stopping in one place. That's why he's always compared to water. He's compared to fire. And he's compared to the wind. None of these stand still in one place ever. So when he moves, there is his move is always beyond our understanding. And his move is always the last move against every other enemy. So Romans 8.28 is what I see here in that circumstance. Even in difficult circumstances, he turns it for our good. Praise God. Yes, thank you. And, yeah. And faith is always built only in the furnace or in the wilderness. Muscle is always only built when it's exercised in the gym or otherwise. And a house that is built only on a rock, the rock, the one rock that yeah. we know, Jesus himself, that house will withstand all kinds of storms. That's what yeah. we are called to, to live by in our Christian journey. So praise God. Thank you for this testimony. Thank you, sir. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? their journey with Jesus. Anyone that has benefited from applying, like how Sister Les said, she's, she's been applying that teaching. Anyone else who has benefited from this last series? We've had 11 episodes there. So there's a whole lot of valuable information, learnings, wisdom, and content that has been poured out into those 11 sessions. Anything of those, any bit of it that you've applied and you found that, oh, this has brought transformation in my experience and in my environment around me. Would you like to share something there? 
no matter how small it is, you might just say, oh, it just helped me in you know whatever you are doing with your family as well. It's worth sharing because it's not about sharing with others. You're giving thanks to Jesus to say, Lord, you taught me through that series, through your servant, and this is how I have been blessed. That's what you're really doing here. You're giving him thanks. Hello, brother. Yes, go ahead, sister. Yes, go ahead. I would like to praise and thank the Lord for all the miracles that have taken place in my life. Many big, small. I'm just excited and happy. Every day is a new blessing. Every day is a new revelation. Every, every word which I hear from morning to night, let it be the morning encounters or Brother Savio's reflections or Sister Shanin who takes so much this thing to praise and worship and help us praise and worship. We are really blessed to be a part of this group. Uh, as I've said that we are going to go to Australia. So there are many, um, you know, jobs to be completed. And every time there is, this has to be done, that has to be done. But yet I'm happy that my family is, they'll never tell me, no, no, you should not do this or don't. Today also Raj had to travel, but then I said, no, we are leading the rosary today morning. So he said, okay, I'll wait back and then I'll attend the rosary and then I'll go. And when Dhruv stayed back and uh, said, I'll, I'll lead with you in the rosary. So I was so happy for that. Like, you know, others, I would have had to have one more partner to respond to me, but I, I, I don't know from where this, of course, Dhruv is very, this thing, he's never a person who will say no but out of his own uh, he said that day I had a doctor's appointment so the doctor was calling me and then she said again and I do not have a I said if this during the divine mercy and rosary somebody calls me it will be disturbing so Dhru said mama take my mobile and we'll join from uh, my mobile for the divine mercy and rosary what more can I ask from the lord given me so much of blessings, so abundant blessings. My finances are blessed. Everything is going well. I'm sure yeah. I'll when I be in Australia, I will be giving another big, big testimony. I'm hoping to give my big testimonies when I reach there. I praise and thank the Lord for all these blessings. God bless you all who have taught us how to pray and how to bless everyone. Everywhere I go around, we are having our community mass. And I go around and people keep complaining about their children. And I say, no, no, just bless your children. They are blessed. They are, they are angels. I have learned this only from you all. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody is pleased to have me at their home and talk to me. And, you know, they say, how sweetly you can, you encourage us. I said, but this encouragement comes from the Lord and from my big prayer family who I always pray with. I keep sending them things. I don't know when they will join or when they read whatever I send, Brother Savio's reflections and all. They, But they're, they're not joining yet. I pray one day they will all join me in this group. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There is just Psalm 112 coming to mind here. So I was just opening it on my browser while you were speaking there. And it says, I'll just read the first. It's the first two verses on you. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those <clears throat> who fear the Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in His commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. 
the generation of the upright will be blessed. That's his promise. That's where you see the move of his spirit. And you wonder how come our, how come the children of this family also are being transformed. It is infectious and that is his presence. We just said he is the wind. And he moves as he pleases. So praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Who else would like to share? Brother Russell, I would like to go next. Yes, please go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank and praise God for his faithfulness, for his word. I have a few uh, medical tests which I had to do and uh, I did ask for prayer for some of the prayer warriors and I also uh, prayed in tongues while I was waiting at the clinic and I could see the Lord's hand in changing that uh, medical report for me so I want to thank and praise God for that. Also I had mentioned that some months ago that um, the verse Jeremiah 29 11 and Proverbs 3 5 to 6 kept showing up for me. And a few days ago, I was, uh, you know, kind of um, just a little worried with all the medical, uh, you know, things that are going on. And uh, I was just like thinking, Lord, you know, you showed me Jeremiah 29, 11. And, you know, when when am I going to see it come to pass? And while I was uh, looking at my Facebook memories, I saw Jeremiah 29, 11, which was which I posted 10 years ago. And it showed up in my memories at that at that moment. And I was like, wow. So uh, I just want to say that um, there are times where we forget uh, the Lord, but he is so faithful. And I just want to uh, continue this journey onwards with ensuring that I continue to thank him for his plan, which he is going to reveal to me soon. And I uh, believe that he's going to help me to hold on you know, while I uh, remain strong uh, to see that uh, promise uh, come alive in my life. Thank you. Praise God. So what he's really telling you then, and often this is his way of confirming when he puts that verse on your heart and then he will show it to you in certain other places visually or you will hear it. That's a confirmation. Then you know for sure that is coming from him. And this talks about his plans for you. And then Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 talk about acknowledging him and trusting him. So we are called to walk in faith and to hold on and believe unto that plan. And faith, yes. the extreme example of that faith, which is what we're really called to have. Otherwise, it's not faith. It's the faith of Mary who said there, let it be done unto me according to your word. This is exactly the situation for us to say the same thing. I don't know what lies ahead. But let it be done unto me according to your word. I am trusting you and I hold your hand and walk with you. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share? Um, Brother Russell, i like to go ahead. Yes, please. Go ahead. Um, i uh, I like to testify uh, this week a miracle happened for me. Like around uh, three and a half months before um, I had uh, requested for prayers. Um, so I'm, I, I have to write the exam for the pharmacist that is for, for practicing in Australia. So I had uh, I wanted a letter which was uh, which is very tough to get from my university back home. And I couldn't travel back to India for that particular reason. But the Lord is so amazing. Uh, he got in destiny helpers. And uh, normally the certificate, unless we go personally and apply, they never give it. 
but because all the destiny helpers they were there to help me and uh, the lord uh, helped me secure it i mean i mean i finally got it uh, so i'm so grateful to the lord and and also i just like to tell you that even uh, all throughout the power of word series uh, brother vivek kept on repeating about the forgiveness part and all this happened all this the letter which i got uh happened when i followed exactly what he told to do the homeworks everything about forgiveness so and also and i just like to testify as well that apart from this letter uh that uh, uh, something hard that was inside my heart i felt a big release i felt like you know it's like something like it lightened me a lot and i felt something move out and it was so beautiful i can't explain i was i couldn't literally open my mouth i was like praying but then when i you know when i got this message and i forgiveness was you know i let let go i released everything it was so peaceful it was so beautiful it's not explain you know can't explain that feeling that we get through and uh, so i'd like to praise and thank jesus for each and every blessing that he had given and also for removing all the spiritual blindness all now it was like 11 11 months since i joined the group and from a to z what all you, uh, brother savio's writings beat yours brother russell or even sister shanine's brother vivek's everything everything you all spoke to me the truth and i have i've been so ignorant and i thank god for you all thank you so much for responding to his call and and you know releasing me from the spiritual blindness that i had and i'm so grateful to god for you all and also for all the testimonies that i get to hear gm is trying to testify as well uh, thank you so much jesus thank you lord thank you jesus yeah it all comes from multiple channels but the source is one and jesus said about him mm-hmm. when he the spirit of truth will come he will guide you into all truth that's exactly what is happening in your case yes thank and you jesus praise god praise god thank you jesus thank you yes also would like to share their testimony these are such beautiful testimonies of now people applying their their what they have learned and what they've been convicted of by the holy spirit so by his works Lord confirming His word through signs and wonders, just as He said, Matthew sixteen, sorry, Mark sixteen twenty. So, who else would like to give their testimony of what the Lord has done in their lives? Uh, hallelujah! Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. I I want to thank and praise the Lord today for my students and who come back and who help me when I am most in need. And yesterday it was Blanche. my student and uh, so beautifully it was around oh, more than half an hour that we were talking we were praying we were praying in tongues and she was interceding for me and even counseling me i thank the lord for such lovely angels around me god bless you blanche god bless all my angels destiny angels and prayer partners praise the lord glory to god hallelujah hallelujah praise god praise god thank you jesus Praise the Lord! Thank you, Jesus. Praise God! Yes, sister, go ahead. I would uh, like to praise and thank my God. Last week, I experienced a, a dizziness on one morning, and on waking up, and even a couple of times during the day at work. I just put my trust in Jesus, claimed His healing words, one written one Peter two twenty four, and kept confessing. believing and not talk, thinking at all about my dizziness and i received it and in two days I, till now there's no more dizziness please god i'd also like to thank and praise god for the gift of my 
life and my son and my grandchildren. I live with my uh, son and uh, I feel that I have been chosen uh, to be with them because I am uh, praying that they come to the Lord and believe in Him 100%. I also want to like to thank, uh, thank the Lord for um, the perfect plan for my grandchildren who were studying in Melbourne. I have now returned home to their father. They are my late daughter's children. Most importantly, that they are that they are being connected to the word of God and need prayers for their spiritual life. Thank and praise you, Jesus, for uh, I am truly blessed by the morning encounter, Brother Russell, and uh, all Brother Savio's reflections. And uh, lately, I have not been able to attend the, the rosary and the divine mercy, but praying that I should join again. And uh, I am truly blessed and being a blessing to others. Thank you, brother. God bless you all. Thank you, sister. God bless you. I was just reading a testimony. I might just share that. This has been posted on our Telegram group as well by uh, Brother Ryan. So I'm just going to read that. Nia started with, Praise be to God Most High. A family member was without a job for more than half a year and was really struggling in many areas. Two weeks ago, it was either a sad Sunday or a Monday, during our family prayer time, my wife and I decided to make this prayer of agreement with the Holy Spirit as our partner, as per Matthew 18.20 and 18.19, giving thanks and praise to God. The same weekend, we received a message from this family member that on the Friday, that is four days after we made this prayer of agreement, a letter of appointment was, was sent to the person to be signed and he could start work the following week. The joy there that was placed in all our hearts cannot be explained from the sequence of these events. It's simply magnificent. My wife tells me that while we made this prayer of agreement, she felt in her spirit that a blessing was released for him. We cannot thank and praise our Abba Father, Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit enough for his mighty and powerful works. Thank you, Mother Mary, Saint Joseph and all the angels and saints. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brother, this is Jane here, brother. Yes, go ahead, Sister Jane. Yeah. I want to thank the Lord for all the blessings He has showered me upon me and my family, brother. I thank the Holy Spirit for doing every something every every day He's doing new in my life. I thank the Holy Spirit for all that He's doing in my life. And um, in the morning encounters, as you were doing that session on the winds, uh, commanding the winds, I was claiming the song Song of Solomon four sixteen, brother. I really like the scripture because I wanted many people to come to the truth in my family. And I was claiming that scripture together with 1 Timothy 2 4 because he says he wants everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. So I was praying for many to come to truth and I had an answered prayer this week. So I really want to thank Praise the Lord for um, helping me to use the scripture and to have the manifestation immediately. So I want to thank the Holy Spirit for all the answered prayers. And um, he is using me, uh, he has asked, using me to share the word of God in um, 
other places also so i am writing an article in a book on the word of god so really thank the holy wow. spirit for giving me to do so so without his power nothing so with this yes. power um, uh, he has given me the power and with this power i am doing the work so i really thank the holy spirit for giving me this opportunity to share the word of god to share the truth and thank you brother <clears throat> praise god thank you sister he is always willing to demonstrate his glory so that more people can be convicted of it and turn around all he needs is someone to be patient enough to submit to him and work with him so thank you thank you sister jane for all that you do for the prayer group as well when you transcribe prayers when you write down scriptures from the different sessions and you post them as well so thank you for all your hard work that you do within the prayer group and for all the work that you do outside as well to spread the word of god god bless you sister Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Um, Brother Russell, this is Ernie. I'd like to yes, thank the. I'd like to give glory and thanks to our Lord because uh, uh, these, I think Psalm twenty, Psalm twenty four, Ezekiel, Ezekiel thirty seven, and. Ephesians three twenty come to my mind in some places these last few weeks because I was uh, at first my I was uh, you go through a lot of our channels in this in your in my journey it's it's sort of like yes I've been uh, sometimes doubtful and fearful but it's sort of it's still the I still like the presence of the Lord because He also says ask and you shall receive knock and the door shall be open so I I just have to. Uh, Uh, lean on his word. Uh, I'm very blessed to um, just ask for such an Almighty God, because nothing is impossible to Him. And through your teachings and through Ezekiel 37, it's to speak to the wind, O you, speak to the four winds, the Son of Man, and stuff like that. So I just one day I just for Other reason, I thought it was like a north wind blowing the north direction. So you, I think you mentioned about unexpected blessings, but I wasn't thinking yes. of my. I was thinking of my uh, my daughter. Who would always, she's overseas in New Zealand, and she's uh, having, you know, I, well, I always think that you know, like the you know, problems with drugs and all that stuff. But I told her when you know, just go um, going uh, as uh, see and bring me some. Uh, some unexpected blessings in the name of Jesus. You know, I just didn't know how to say it, but you know, according to as a as a Kyle, thirty seven, and apparently I think that I, I might be the next day or something like that. I got a I haven't heard from her for you know wow months and that, but then I I got a message for message from her, and um, you know as it turns out, uh, sometimes the messages are not always a positive; they always are you know very negative and. Kind of a well abusive and stuff like that, but I just um, I, now I don't look at it so emotionally. I just like to you know just give a like a like some kind of scripture scripture word of God to and stuff like that. But um, it it kept on going along that it, it seemed to get more sort of like agitated. She was getting more agitated, but then uh, one day she um, it got to a point where it was sort of like uh. You know, it's like he was uh, getting out of control, and all the text messages were getting very uh, long and very abusive. But 
all of a sudden there was a, like a, a ring on my phone, like a FaceTime and stuff like that. And uh, I thought, oh, geez, here she goes. I, I think it's it's my it's my it's the daughter. I wonder what she's gonna do and stuff like that. And anyway, we tried to get through, and uh, for a while they couldn't get through. But then all of a sudden her face came on, but the uh, the, the audio wasn't working. Took a little while. We're trying to search for any little sort of like things that we had to press to get the wrong, uh, hear or her sound and how the way she speaks. And eventually, uh, within about 10 or 15 minutes, she got through and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, here we go. This is it. She's, the abuse is going to go on. But otherwise, she was um, very uh, kind of, um, she, she just burst out in tears and stuff like that. And she was, uh, you know, talking well normally like just like normal people and you know everything you know we just saying how happy and how, how much i loved her and stuff and stuff like that and it just been it just went on to something much more like a different much more well better than what i expected so i like to thank the lord for um yeah uh for that kind of experience it all turned out uh good and um yeah it's uh efficiency 320 you know, now team is able to do more measurably, more than all of us. abundantly. So, um, yeah, and um, my body, as I said, it takes to also these channels. And um, I, uh, the, about two or me, two and a half weeks, and that my body was so much in my back. It wouldn't go, this pain wouldn't go and stuff like that. And um, I, I forgot about the prayer, but uh, the, the prayer for sickness and stuff that, like that, but I eventually sort of like I was trying to memorize it, and then I sort of found the the, the page and stuff like that. And then it sort of like jotted my memory back into place, and I started saying prayer. But also, I thought, oh no, I'm going to go for a fast. I went for about twenty, but within the twenty-four hours, without eating and drinking and stuff like that, at exactly about yeah, one day, all of a sudden, uh, it was gone. Everything, the nerve pain, just. Just like that, and I thought, you know, I just like to thank the Lord that yeah, it's just all His wonders and His mercies and grace upon us and me and my family and um, just the little kids this week going to do their little uh, plays this week and uh, I like it's good when they sing praises to the Lord in in, in the school, the children stuff, but it really lifts the atmosphere and they just just the young and innocent, but when they sing praise to the Lord, I can feel so the angels and stuff that are coming everywhere. So, you know, it's for this Christmas season. The precious yeah. blood of Jesus is upon us all and you just like to remember this is the season for him and he's uh, in every day, throughout the day, it's always a Christmas. And throughout, a, and I like to take the teachings through our trials and tribulations, you know, rejoice and be glad and just put your faith in the thing it always works. And I thank everyone and I thank for the precious blood of Jesus upon this very powerful and holy group. It's a blessing, and I like to share this also with uh, with my families and friends. The um, the reflections and everything like that. They love it. Thank you, Praise everyone. God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And even with your daughter who's in New Zealand, just speak the blood of Jesus over her and keep blessing her every single day. In fact, if you get a chance to bless her when you are on a phone call like that, just ask her, "Can I pray with you?" And then bless her. Because then you are depositing the seed of those words in her heart. And then the rest you hand over to the Holy Spirit and say, now I have put the seed there. I have sown the seed. It's up to you to germinate it because germination is your job, not mine. Let him do the rest. 
release your faith. Speak good things about your daughter. You've seen some of it, right? If you see a little trailer and you see some signs of it happening, don't stop. You should speak even more. Speak 10 times more. Speak 100 things more. Yes. Because you can see movement is happening. Yes. So keep, keep, keep speaking. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, Lord, that you pour into our lives every single day. Thank you for covering us in your precious blood, every single member of this prayer group and their families. Thank you, Lord, for your word, for the Holy Spirit, for your revelations that you give to us every day. Thank you, Lord, for working for our good in every situation in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for all the miracles that have taken place this week. For all the healings, Lord, of those who have been in hospitals, the healings that have taken place. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness that chases every member of this family, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the spiritual authority that you have blessed each of us with, Lord, that we can use it to destroy every plan of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for every new thing, Lord, that you are doing in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to give us a short testimony on uh, the power of uh, words. Um, generally, at um, between my kids, uh, my son and daughter, at times uh, there is an, a, an exchange of words between them uh, that uh, are, are more negative words, uh, calling each other names, but uh, even more uh, negative than that. And uh, so I, 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 my wife and myself, we mentioned to them, you know, every time you now call one another names, uh, rather than that, let's exchange it for three uh, blessings that you're going to say to the other person and vice versa. So we started to do that uh, during this week and, and we can see uh, changes in the atmosphere itself. It, it entirely changes that that setting and that atmosphere into, into, into a more positive atmosphere. Um, and that's really working well. Thank and praise you, Lord, for your inspiration, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for blessing Brother Savio with the grace that you have placed upon his life, the anointing through him. There are so many more families around the world that are blessed and will continue to be blessed. Your shofar blow, our Father. Let him and his household and his generations be blessed forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? There are so many beautiful testimonies today. Brother, I'll go next. Yes, brother. Go ahead. I thank and praise you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this wonderful time of testimonies where we testify and give glory to God. I was just searching for that scripture where you acknowledge Jesus Christ and the Lord says, Matthew 10, 32, where Jesus says, when you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. Yes. Thank and praise you, Lord. Uh, bless the Lord for his, uh, his wonderful teachings every day through you, brother, and all the series that we go through. So today I was actually, I'd gone for lunch and a lunch break and I was, I was having a deal that I had to sign off because I'm in sales. So the client was not ready to sign the documents to, you know, take his loan, basically. I'm a, a loan broker. 
and uh, i needed that the deal to go through so on my way back i just i just realized that every time i tell everyone play with the holy spirit and i said father in the name of jesus i come in your holy presence with my prayer partner the holy spirit and today we pray in one spirit in matthew 18 19 and we say today two of us agree on anything on earth shall be done by my father in heaven both me and the holy spirit agree in one one spirit that this client has signed his paperwork and uh, the entire loan documents have gone through and everything is cleared and just i i just happened to reach the office and uh, when i reached my computer i just opened it and i had the client's phone he just called me up and says look i've signed the papers and the documents and uh, i didn't even ask anything and it was all done so i was just want to thank god because i realized lord so many times i have a prayer partner in the holy spirit and he's so real he's so real and uh, and it's so important that everything works for the good yes. today morning i had uh, a i'd gone for a morning breakfast uh, in a church next door it's a protestant church you know it's a it's a you know it's a church but they are wonderful people as well you don't judge because they're protestants and i just remembered one year ago uh last year this time i was looking for a job and uh i was just wondering how the lord would bless me because i had had a short stint with the company for 5 months and last november uh exactly one year ago um i i was driving the car and going you know for some work and the holy spirit says you're going to stop here and i said holy spirit i'm not going to stop here he said no you have to stop here and uh i said okay i'll i'll just listen to you and this is the way i normally talk to the holy spirit it it may sound absurd but this is the way he does deals with me and i said okay what do you want me to do he says get out of the car go and have a coffee here so i got out of the car and i just went there to the cafe and i saw a man preparing coffee there i didn't know who he was but it was it's one of the churches it was this um, you know the impact church one of the church there and it, they have a coffee there's a small cafe inside which has they, they make their morning toasties and coffee and all these other things and i sat down there and i went and ordered my coffee and i was sitting down and then after that i was looking for work i just lost my job the you know and obviously i was looking for a new job and uh, the holy spirit says go speak to that man there who's preparing coffee tell him that you're going to make a prayer of agreement now i said lord i don't know who he is whether he is working there or what he is doing it's like how do you speak to someone like that he says just listen obey i said yes boss i obey you and i walked to him and i said the holy spirit is telling me to make a prayer of agreement with you uh, because i need work and just before i could say anything he says go next door just hit, just knock the door and uh, just tell them you need a job and i just said okay i just walked out and uh, i just walked out went to the next door i was not dressed up for a job i had not shaved i had my glares on shorts and absolutely on slip-ons and you know so just a hat on my head and i said holy spirit what do you want me to so just knock the door go in tell them you're looking for work and i just walked in and i just knocked the door i said some lady came out and i just listened to his word and said yes what what do you want she said i'm looking for work he saying okay i'll go and call the big boss and the big boss comes in and asks me yes who are you and what do you want i said look i'm just i was just having coffee the next door 
and the the pasta out there said just come here knock the door and i'm looking for work and he just give me my credentials and i don't know out of nowhere i told the i told that man i'm going to make you rich i sort of i don't know from where that word came out and the moment i said that that man asked me some few questions and within 3 minutes he says okay you got the job i'll send you the offer letter no questions asked nothing just when i came outside i parked my car in that church next door and the pastor they was trying to close the church, the coffee the cafe and then he asked me what happened we wake what happened i said look i've got the job 3 minutes interview just 3 minutes wow. not more than that and i think god has blessed me the wonderful job good commissions good base salary lovely people and the best part is today i met the pastor one year later and he was asking me about how things worked and i was telling him today about how the holy spirit makes me move and do things out of my comfort zone make me do things and i i say i i say lord sometimes we need to obey and i keep obeying him and i see the wonders of the lord today i was just praying with him and i just remembered the holy spirit only told me why don't you make me your prayer partner and pray and see how things will work and i tell you we have to learn to listen obey and just do things because the favor of god is already on us and you know what the lord keeps telling me to keep speaking he says keep speaking the favor i said lord even if i think negative speak negative do negative and only the negative thoughts come your grace is above that negativity your blessings chase me overtake me because i have no choice because you have blessed me so much that even things that are as negative they turn out to be the most beautiful and the most positive in my life and i said your favor is such that will chase and chase and chase that even if i speak negative into that or think negative or allow negativity to come it will still turn to something which is more beautiful than i can even ask or imagine and this is the exercise the holy spirit gives me to do every day and i'm telling you this is how he operates so i am for someone who understands uh, you know could be knows me closely this is how the anointing of the holy ghost is every day for me. he makes me do things out of my comfort zone makes me do wakes me up at times makes me pray um makes me do anything and everything that he wants because he's the boss he lives in me so i have to move and, and he has his being in me so i said lord you take over it's all yours and and he convicts me tells me say sorry every day is this beautiful time of worship where he wants me to spend time worshiping when i drive to work it's just a shouting and glorying god everyone looks at me and looks in my car and thinks is this man gone mad because i say thank you jesus <laughs> praise you jesus i love you lord i give you glory i give you honor and that bubbliness comes from the holy spirit i i really can only thank him for the wonderful things that he continues to shower on us and uh, it's just as beautiful being in his presence and just obeying what he says i think it's all about obeying him and listening to his voice yes and it's not just about this job and all these things that come and go because these don't matter to me it's just that relationship that matters and being real he's so real so that's why i'm saying that always be in his presence always thanking and praising him because he will make wonderful things happen in your life these things miracles shall chase and overtake you and the power of words which i want to say is all about speaking 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 speak into the future because every word you release is you are releasing it into your destiny it's being released by your mouth and those are the seeds that will bless the thousand generations thank you and praise you jesus amen praise you jesus thank you lord
what a friend we have in the Holy Spirit. And he's, he's, the good thing is he's with everyone. We just need to keep speaking to him and then give him a chance to speak as well. Not just keep talking all the time and then he has no chance to talk. Let it be a dialogue. And this also reminds me, when Brother was talking about obedience, it also reminds me of a learning that I had about him some time ago where it was more like a game. That's how the understanding for me was where he said, where in that the teaching was that the more we obey with him, more we obey his word and the more we align with him, every time we do an act of obedience, he takes a step forward and comes closer to us. Every time we disobey, every time we act out of our flesh and every time we don't do what he tells us to do or don't align with him, he takes a step backwards. So it's more of that front and back, front and back. Can you imagine how, how hard it is? He is at our mercy. And all he's saying is, if you listen to me, I will come closer. And the thing is, when he comes closer now, he's, he's a carrier of that power. When he comes closer, the intensity grows brighter. It's like you moving to the source of light. The closer you get, the brighter it gets. It's the same way. And that's all that is there to that equation. There is nothing else. We can't go with our works. We can't go to him and say, Lord, in your name, I've, in the name of Jesus, I've cast out devils. I've, I've, I've done whatever else, healed the sick and all that. And because we are not justified by our works. It's just by our faith. And our faith says only one thing. Obey him. Listen to him. Do what he says. And you will come closer. So, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And he's, he's coming with that friendship. So, it's so beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Yes, who else would like to share a testimony? We'll take one last one. And then we can get into this evening's teaching. I might share a bit of my own testimony as well for this week. So thank you, Lord. And for me, it's more, for me, it's always, you know, it's I don't focus too much on the physical signs that I see there. It's more of the spiritual journey that he takes me on, the learnings that he gives, and that personal engagement that we have with the Holy Spirit. The very fact that I'm able to pray on his energy, not expending my energy, is so powerful. Because when we combine with his spirit, when we are joined to him in spirit and one with him in spirit, you pray out of his energy. So when you can then go and pray on tongues, you are not tiring yourself. You're praying on his expense. And it is so beautiful. He carries us on his shoulder so that we don't have our feet on the ground. There, We are not running on our own. And then the revelations that he pours every time you open his word. That word that is the land of milk and honey. Transformation into kingdom life. And he keeps teaching us newer things. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us that gift of your spirit, Holy Spirit, to be with you so that the more he makes that word come alive, the more closer we get to you, the more we get to know you, Jesus. And the more that hunger then is built in us to come closer to you, not just coming closer to you, but to, to be your disciple, to copy your life. So that we can then say, Lord Jesus, live your life through me. Galatians 2.20 how beautiful is that? Where the things we used to do earlier, all that toxicity now, you start to hate it, you start to run away from it. And this is not something we can do on our own. This is not something we are doing on our own. So when I look at my own behavior, I look at how far that transformation has come. Where there were things that were so natural to my nature as such. To speak 
to question, to challenge, to use logic, and yet now we say, "Thought, I will not, I will not do those things." There are times where we would get angry, and now you think, "No, it doesn't bother anymore." There are things that you would see earlier, and now you think, "I can't even, I can't afford to look at this." You just feel so sick. So thank you, Lord, for all that transformation that you are bringing in my life, and thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you also for for the privilege to be part of this prayer group, this praying house. And I just and and in all sincerity, I say it because I look at my life before joining this prayer group and then after joining the prayer group, the kind of transformation I've experienced, the journey that I've come through in these last four years, it is just so amazing. So I would like to give all glory, all praise and all thanks to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll just quickly make a few announcements and then we'll get into this evening's teaching. So once again, a warm welcome to all those that are joining us for the first time. If you are being blessed by this session so far, and uh, you are enjoying it, please join us on Telegram or share the link here. You can download the Telegram app from the Play Store and then you can just click this link and you'll be able to join us on the prayer group. The advantage there is you have these regular teachings that are posted there, reflections that come straight from the Holy Spirit, morning encounters, Friday Bible studies, but then they, they, there's also the opportunity for you to pray with others. You can pray the rosary, you can pray the divine mercy session. That corporate prayer, collective prayer together has immense power in it. And then at the same time, you can also post your prayer requests on the prayer group. And there will be others who don't necessarily know you and will still pray for you or pray for your family that you have requested prayers for. It is so beautiful there. So please do join that prayer group if you feel so inclined and you are feeling blessed today. Also, we have, uh, I'll just also update you on the different sessions that we run so that you can join us accordingly. We have morning encounters run 365 days a year, so seven days a week, 7 a.m. in the morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And we have the rosary sessions that are run at 7 p.m. in the evening from Monday to Thursday. So that's rosary and divine mercy sessions. 7 p.m. in the evening, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Monday to Thursday. And on Friday, it's run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because we have this Bible study session run in the evening from 5.30 p.m. onwards. And then Brother Savio also posts his powerful reflections on the Telegram group, which a lot of families are using in their personal prayer. And I know many people are being blessed by this. So if you are being blessed by those and the Lord puts someone on your heart who he says needs to hear this, please don't hesitate. Do not keep it to yourself. Please share it out. He says freely you have received freely give, let it be moved forward. Now, all of these sessions are aired live on Zoom as well as on YouTube. And then all the recordings are posted on our YouTube channel as well as our Spotify podcast channels. You can look us up by searching Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group and you'll find the details. I'll also share you a link to download the, I confess boldly here. So this is a Google Drive folder when you click it. It has the I Confess Boldly scriptures in a few different international languages. You can download it in the language that works best for you and start speaking those words, sowing seeds in your life and your family, your destiny, and be blessed. Um, regarding the reflections as well, now these daily reflections that are posted, we are, I'd like to invite, on behalf of the core team, like to invite uh, all those that are interested in 
posting reflections. You are receiving words from the Holy Spirit on certain topics and he is blessing you with certain reflections. I'd like to invite you to share those reflections on the Telegram group so that what you are receiving from the Holy Spirit, let others also be blessed by it and then uh, we can work further as well. So we'd like the, the ultimate intention there is for you to be able to develop your ministry as well so that you can then go out, carry the gospel of the Lord and share it with others in your local community outside too. So we'd like to encourage you to take that positive step of boldness. This is a safe environment. This is your family. No one's going to judge you for the reflections that you post there. But if you are willing to take that step of faith and say, Holy Spirit, grant me that spirit of revelation that I might be able to speak your word and share it and bless others. And then you leave the rest to him. That is exactly how Brother Vivek does it. It's exactly how Brother Savio, Sister Shanin and I do it as well. We do not know what that word will be like. But when we sit to prepare that reflection, we surrender it to him. And then eventually he builds that. He builds that uh, wisdom through his spirit of revelation. And by your consistency, you need to take the first step though. So you have to step up and say, I'd like to post my reflection. And then let's post it on that Telegram group. So you can get in touch with me or you can get in touch with Brother Savio as well. And just let him know, let me know that you've got reflections you'd like to share. And accordingly, we just have to edit settings so in the Telegram group, the security settings, so that you can then start posting. So praise God. I think you should be able to post. It's text only. So you should be able to post anyway. So praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. We'll just get into, uh, into today's teaching session and we'll start it. Lord Jesus, we come into your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation that you pour over our hearts and into our lives. And as we speak your word, Lord, let it be all of you and nothing of me. I surrender all my faculties to you. I bring them under your control. Let everything in me be used for your glory, Lord. Let it be nothing of me that comes out of my intelligence, out of my flesh, into the words that I speak. And let your name be glorified through these teachings, Lord, that you bless us with in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire, and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So today we start a new series. It will be a few parts. And it's called the Divine Trifecta, Heaven, Earth and Man. Where we're reflecting on the connection, man's connection with the spirit realm and the earth realm. And how it all operates. And what God has really planned for us and how has he structured it so we will start off by looking at and and figuring out who we really are and how god has set us up in this system so that when you then start speaking in your prayer life when you understand your connection with the earth and your connection with the spirit realm then your prayer life will be enhanced 
then everything that you speak, you speak with understanding. So we've touched on this in our morning encounters as well in this last week or so, but I'd like to go a little more into detail here during this session so that it, it opens up you know, a few layers more of revelation and it will help us in our understanding overall of uh, the word. So the first scripture I'd like to touch on is Psalms 8 verses 4 and 5, Brother Savio. Psalms 8 verse 4 and 5. I mean, I actually got down to studying on this and preparing for this. This was the first question that actually came to mind. And there is so often many of us, and I'm sure I think almost all of us, when we see the kind of blessings that come upon our life and many times when it's unexpected, and we think, Lord, what did I even do to deserve this? Why are you so kind? What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. So the big question here is, why is God so much focused on man? And that's what really got me studying more on Lord. what is it so special? Is there something special that he has made us in the way he has made us that we are not aware of, that we need to have a better understanding of? So then when you understand who you truly are and what your capability is, and where do you really sit? in terms of that whole hierarchy, heaven, earth, man, angels, demons, all of it put together. Then you understand what he's trying to reveal to you through the word. But for this first, <clears throat> first I'd like to look at a little background. Now in Genesis chapter 1, it says God made heaven and earth and all creation of it. And on the sixth day only, man was created. So before man, before he created man, there were angels and one of them was Lucifer. Now we're going back actually to the history of our origins. How did we come to be? How did man come to be into existence? It must have been a long time before us. And I'd like you, like us to look at Brother Savi, if you could take us to Ezekiel chapter 28. And you can take us in the King James Version, please. Ezekiel chapter 28, we'll look at verses, we'll look at verse 14. So there were the angels, that is before, this is the time before man was created now. There were angels, Lucifer was one of the, it says, Lucifer was one of the covering cherubs. So covering cherub is one where if you look at the, the structure of the temple, the Ark of the Covenant, and it has the mercy seat. Above the mercy seat, there are two angels that are covering the mercy seat with their wings. So it's so it's the throne of God being covered by the wings of those two angels there in that structure of the ark in the temple. And Lucifer was one of them. So that was how close he was to God. So all these verses here... In your time, you can actually read a little earlier from verse 8, I think, in Ezekiel. It, 
you see all this where he says thou in all these verses that thou is actually referring to Lucifer. You can see in this verse he said you are the anointed cherub that was covering, that covers the throne upon the holy mountain of God. And he has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. So, And the next verse, if you see, it says, He was perfect in all your ways. Until pride was found in him. Now, while we have this on screen, I'd like you also to look at verse 13. When you look at verse 13, Look at the start of it. He was already in the Garden of Eden. Even before man was put in that garden. So a lot of us, at times we wonder when man was created, how did Lucifer come there? He was already there even before man. He was perfect in all his ways, verse 15 said. So he was enjoying... That privilege of being close to God, being in perfection, and everything was going good. You can almost say like he was enjoying the favor of God. Until that iniquity was found in him. And because of his pride and he rebelled, he had to be expelled. Look at the next one, verse 16. It says, Because of your ways, you are filled with violence. And you sinned. And so he had to be, because of his profanity, he had to be cast out. Thrown out from heaven. And with him, he took one third of the angels. He got them to rebel against God. And along with him, the one third of the angels were also expelled. So they were expelled out into the second heavens. And there was fighting and chaos now. And then the Bible says, not at this stage here, at another place it says, Michael overcame. That's in the book of Revelations. Michael fought against him and overcame him. And that's when he was thrown out. So that chaos and that confusion and the fighting that took place there in order to restore peace, in order to restore the status quo, that is what the chaos and confusion in Genesis 1 verse 2 is. Brother Savio, can we please go to Genesis 1 verse 2? There is something I'd like to show you. We normally see that verse as, in the beginning, there was darkness. That's what verse 2 tells us. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And a lot the of people, sorry, sorry, please go, go ahead. And the, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So that darkness, not many of us actually understand what that darkness means. We just think it was all, there was no light and there was, it was just Dark, but if you can scroll up a little further, we'll survey the menus. We'll go up to the menus on this page. This is another way to study the Bible. Oh, the menus are, are they showing there? Yeah. So if you can click on lexicon in the menus in black, there's lexicon there. 
So this will show us the Hebrew translations of these words. So this is the first verse. If you can go to the second verse. So if you're looking at in that table, if you see the second line formless, the Hebrew word there is tohu. And then the third line formless and void tohu wa wohu. If you actually look up translations of these Hebrew words tohu wa wohu, it means chaos and confusion. The English translations have taken it as darkness. But chaos and confusion, when you now put that back in Genesis 1 verse 2, in the beginning, the earth was void and formless. There was chaos. You can see chaos, unreality, emptiness, confusion, darkness, obscurity. That These are the adjectives that are used to describe that time of battle, that confusion that was taking place with all that upheaval going on, Satan rebelling against God and seeking to turn away. And that's when God spoke to restore order. And he said, let there be light, let there be wisdom, and let there be order and structure. So light is not necessarily only physical illumination. In the Bible, light talks about wisdom, light talks about order, light talks about structure, light talks about the rule of law as well. To who, who would have thought? It means all that. As part of restoring his uh, restoring order to creation now, he separated heaven and earth. And when he separated heaven and earth, earth was given its form and shape. The Spirit of God gave it all its structure, gave it all its beauty. Now he needed someone to rule over earth. Because when you look at other places, when you look at the book of Revelations, it says Satan was thrown down to earth from heaven. So when you look at that, that way, the Garden of Eden had a spiritual component and it had an earth component as well. Satan was now thrown to the earth component. And God wanted to have someone that will rule these realms because the realms are separated. The earth realm. He needed a representative who will look after the earth and administer it as his ambassador. Had Satan been good, Satan would have probably been given the authority to rule, to look over, to administer as his steward. But because of his pride and he rebelled, now God needed to have another representative who would actually sit over and above Satan, the one that has rebelled, and rule in this uh, in this realm with Satan having to come under that person's rule. And so with that in mind now, God had to say, create a representative. He had to come up with something new. Now, what would this representative have to be like? That is the next question that comes now. He couldn't be one of the angels. God could have easily said to Michael, now oh, you've defeated him in battle. Why don't you manage things? But he had a different plan. God said, let us make someone who is like us in our image and in our likeness. 
so that that ruler would then be a miniature version of me, a miniature version of us in all respects. And that was when he created man. That is where our story starts in Genesis 1 verse 26. Now when you look at it with this understanding, you should now know that you are not ordinary. You are not like anything else in creation. When you look at creation, actually in Genesis 1 verse 11, it talks about all animals, plants, all other creatures, everything that were created according to their own kind. We don't have our own kind. We are Our kind is of God. We are His image and His likeness. So when you now look at yourself, you don't look at yourself as a separate species. Your species is that of the Creator Himself. That's what we need to understand as our first lesson there. What is man really? What is your species? And then in verse 28, he went on to add the rule to it. When he first time, for the first time, when he blessed man and he said, let them have dominion now. Over everything in the air, everything in the water and everything on the land. Now when he actually said that, he didn't only mean the physical birds, animals and fish. It means all spiritual creatures as well that are in this realm were put under man's control, including marine spirits, including all forms of spirits that legally or illegally exist in the earth realm. And that is actually the basis of why you can conduct a deliverance and ask spirits to get out and they will have to get out. That is the chain of authority or the law of dominion that he established there. So when you gain this understanding and you are thinking of, Lord, as part of my ministry, you want me to do deliverance, this will form some of the foundational concepts that we will have to bear in mind when we are stepping into those areas. Even otherwise also, when you're, when you're praying over your family, when you're praying about binding certain spiritual entities, you must know what you are doing. We can't be doing it like the sons of Skiva with ignorance. Oh, Paul said it in the name of Jesus. Okay, I'm going to copy that and do it in the same way. By the stripes and wounds of Jesus, you are healed and it will be healed. Now, go with an understanding. Who you are, why, where your authority comes from, and what is it that gives you all that power to speak. So we were originally created with this authority. Now let's look at it a little more closely. When we are placed in the same realm as man, uh, sorry, as Satan, and he was put under man's rule, do you think he would like it? Being full of pride. You can actually see uh, let's go there actually. Brother Savio, uh, Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 15. And when we're looking at these verses, I'd like you to look closely at verse 14. He's filled with pride. He wanted to be on top over. He thought he was holier than everyone else, as in much more than all the other angels. And suddenly now God creates him. You saw in that verse there, which Brother Savio showed at the start, he said in uh, Psalms 8, he says, you have made him slightly lower than the angels. Lucifer was an angel. 
And now the one that was made slightly lower than the angels, well, actually there's a little deeper meaning there as well. We'll look at that Psalm 8 again later. But mere man is now kept on top of Satan. Satan is one filled with pride. He would immediately have fled up straight away. You expect me to come under this mere mortal's rule? So he would actually now, out of that anger, definitely want to crush men. He would have said to God, let me show you what I can do. And that's when his battle with man started. See, there verse 14, he says, I will be like the Most High. That was his ambition, to be like God. And God said, you will not just be like me, you will be under the rule of a miniature me who is not exactly even like you. Made slightly lower than angels like you, you will be under their rule. That's the whole basis of why Satan hates man so much. And his whole idea is not just to defeat man, but to shame God and say, look at your mere creation. I have oppressed them. I have stomped over them. And you thought they will rule over me. Now I rule over them. That's what's really actually happening right now in the world. Because what he did was he succeeded in beguiling Adam in the Garden of Eden. And where Adam, out of his innocence and a little ignorance as well, Adam and Eve got beguiled. They ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and ended up doing exactly what Satan did. He rebelled against God. He got man to rebel against God as well. So that when God said, this is a miniature me, Satan could now have the laugh and say, no longer, they are a miniature me now. A replica of rebellion and sin. I hope you are understanding the way we are building that up. Because this is where our journey really started. This is where we are currently at. And that's where deliverance, not deliverance, sorry, that's where restoration came in. He thought he had already won the battle. But God had the last love because he had already had a plan. Now, mind you, in all of that, in beguiling men, he didn't do anything that would go, that would directly go against him. And that's his move that he's been using all along, even till now. He used legal loopholes to get man to make the mistake so that for all practical purposes, when judgment of the law comes, it is man who will be found to have been doing or to have done the wrong not Satan. So he used legal loopholes to trap man in confusion, to test his knowledge, to find areas of ignorance so that he can then capitalize on those and get man to make mistakes so that then he can stand in the courts of law, which he had still had access to, and he can accuse man and say, see, man has done wrong. He has broken your law, and so he should be judged by that law. And if man has no defense there to fight for him, then he will have to pay the price and be judged by that law and receive punishment. And that's the whole reason why 
much of mankind even today are suffering under that kind of judgment and we are paying the price and we wonder lord god what did I, what did i do what is my mistake our mistake is we have listened to him we have done the wrong things and the same one who actually instigated us is now standing to point a finger but god had a bigger plan god said let me raise another man who will fulfill all the obligations take back the kingdom and reestablish the rule of man but this time let this man be perfect so that satan can no longer beguile him and take it back from him and he established over the course of time through moses through through the book of leviticus he established ordinances for that atonement and in setting them up they looked benign satan didn't pick them he couldn't pick what was being done there god was gradually building the plan for redemption setting up the systems that would then be invoked and when jesus set up his altar on the cross and he paid the price there with his precious blood atonement was achieved man was saved not only man was saved through man through jesus being a man man's rule on earth once again reestablished the rightful ruler enthroned once again and then through his rule what he's really looking to do this time is let man rule through and with him so that it is no longer now directly in man's hand as in any other man but only jesus the man who carries the supreme the the ultimate rule and authority over the earth so this time if satan wants to beguile he or take back that rule he will have to beguile jesus or he will have to defeat him and take the rule which he cannot so that door for satan was shut and jesus says now man can be my ambassador of my kingdom and as an ambassador he can be a person under authority and we will take this a little more in detail as we go through the series this is just foundational basics so that we understand man can be an ambassador in his kingdom now and as an ambassador you become a representative of that government of the king which is jesus and you can exercise the rule of his government this time so in essence we are restored to genesis 1 verse 28 where god blessed man with ruling over the earth but this time in a fail proof system whereby it cannot be snatched away from him again the only qualifying condition for man to be that ambassador is faith no works anymore he doesn't have to prove qualifications he doesn't have to show any deeds he doesn't have to undergo anything else all he needs to do is believe in jesus receive atonement receive salvation receive the spirit of jesus this time who will help educate so that he will no longer be ignorant who will help gain wisdom so that he can no longer be confused and fooled beguiled and who can then out of his closeness with jesus gain further authority in his kingdom so that this time when he speaks that authority 
because of the government that it that is backing it that authority carries a lot more weightage man once again now is above satan and his kingdom this in short is really what the whole bible is all about it's about restoring man to that rule so that we have our abundance and we have our dominion see the first thing what satan did when he got the upper hand over man was cut off the abundance so that they can never stand and enjoy everything they can never rise they can never gain wisdom and keep them busy so that they can never even pray to god and this is one of the prime reasons why we always every morning in our morning prayer i pray against we pray against all kinds of strongholds especially that of prayerlessness busyness ignorance and poverty this is exactly the words i use every morning this is the whole reason behind it so that we are uplifted from that and that bondage can be broken we can no longer then be held down pressed to the ground in submission by the devil we must rise and that's the whole purpose why in this prayer group to all the various ministries that are being run the primary focus is open our eyes when i say r is for everyone that is part of this family that our eyes may be open to the truth that our prayer life can be transformed and then out of that transformation from what you have learned and how you apply it you exercise your dominion and that's where all these testimonies then come from that's really what our objective is that everyone should be able to pray with understanding declare and exercise your dominion and enforce that result or that outcome where the enemy is trying to sabotage something in your life that's what we really want to achieve then the true kingdom of god will have come to us i hope you are getting the context and the relevance of why is now why is god so much what we started with psalm 8 verse 4 and 5 why is god so much after you or why he wants you to come closer to him and to regain everything that satan has stolen from you this is the whole journey of every man that is captured in the bible and that bible is given to us so that we can then pick all the tools that are available to us there we can pick the tools of wisdom understanding prayer life other principles that he has given us as well things like altars and then you apply those in your life and you should be able to play that game as a game of chess even if it has spiritual warfare involved in it that's what he really wants us to have you can see the move of the enemy and you can make your move that's where we should ultimately reach to right now we are at a stage where the enemy silently in a hidden way like guerrilla warfare attacks and hides and runs away and then we are paying the price and we wonder why did i lose my job why did financial challenges come on me why are relationships going through all sorts of difficulties why are we seeing certain patterns of disadvantage in our life and we still don't figure out that's because of our ignorance but once you figure out that and you start picking things up and then you know what to do about it and how to pray you must emerge on top it is no longer a situation where you should fear what satan can do in your life but when you stand with that strength then he should fear 
That's the whole reason why the Bible says you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You should know who you are and walk in that identity and image. Then you will have the last say. Then you can play it as a game of chess and know what the outcome will be as well. Then Satan will be the one to fear you. See, even in James 4, 7, we say, Submit to God, resist the devil and he shall flee. That fleeing only comes when he knows, Ah, now there's nothing I can do to this person. But till then, we shouldn't be giving up. Many of us begin our journey of faith, but as soon as we see difficulties coming in, we're like, oh, no, 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 we can't be doing this. We change our move. And God says, I just needed you to stay there a little longer. He would have got tired and he would have to flee. But now he knows that you can flee. He has found your weakness. You have made yourself vulnerable. And then if we want to go back, we will have to restart the whole process again because it will have to be built from scratch. That's what we're really called to do, to stand in that faith. It can look difficult, but when you cross that threshold, then he knows there is no point wasting my time with this guy. I better go and find someone else. He could be a roaring lion seeking whom to devour. 1 Peter 5 verse 8, that's what it says. But if you give him no chance, then he will be forced to look elsewhere. And if you identify the way and master how you can turn him away or how you can overcome him and you are able to teach others to do the same, that's when we raise a whole generation. That's when our whole revival comes up. That's what we're really called to do. When we say go out and preach the gospel to others, that's exactly what God is asking us to do. Learn how to overcome the devil and then teach others how to do it. Then you will reach your abundance and he can't do anything about it. Then you will stand in dominion and he will still walk in fear. What can this man do to me? What else is left? Otherwise, we will be just operating like sons of Skiva, thinking I'm saying something, but it's not working at all. And the devil just comes up, bashes them, and they had to escape the house, naked and badly bruised. Isn't that what our Christian experience looks like? We are called to rise up. And you can only rise when you know what is written in the word about you, when you learn and understand it, and then you build your faith on it. A lot of times our faith is only what someone told us to do without understanding. It is actually superstition. Genuine faith is not even, you know, it's not even a risk. We say sometimes we define faith as a risk, but genuine faith is not even a risk. Because if you know what is written about you, what God has said about you there, and if you know who is the one that is responsible for executing what is said, and what is his credibility, the master of the universe, then you have no reason to doubt. So it's not a risk. That is true faith. But it has to be built, it has to be cultivated. We all grow in that process. It can't come overnight. And faith, you can't build out of your flesh. It has to come from Him. That is why when we say now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, what you are hearing and hearing by is that conviction of who it is that is responsible for executing it and what is his credibility based on the word that is there that he is saying. 
will he even do it? The average Christian doesn't even know who Jesus is. So they're not sure whether he will do it, whether he will even show up in their circumstance. They are not sure. That is why we struggle. We are called for that transformation today. Open our eyes, get back to his word and say, Lord, I want to make a fresh start and I want to trust you this time. Reveal more of yourself to me so that that trust can be cemented, solidified in my heart. So that no matter the wind or the storm, just like Sister Les was talking about, there, no matter the wind or the storm, my eyes are focused on you. I'm not even looking. I don't even know if there is a storm around. I'm too busy looking somewhere else. Then that becomes our journey. That tree planted on the banks of the river, which has its roots going down deep, fed by the Spirit who flows. Let's look a little more at man now. How did God make man? And I have a question. Now, Genesis 1 verse 26 talks about God made man in his likeness and image. And then when you read further in Genesis chapter 2, again it says God made man and he became a living being there. Why is this or what was this creation being made twice? Does anyone know why? Was man created two times? What do you think is happening there? Would you like to type in the chat? Brother Savio, can you please take us to Genesis 2 verse 7? Has anyone thought, thought of that? Genesis 1 verse 26, is he, God made man in his image and likeness. And then here again in Genesis 2 verse 7, he's saying, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed, his, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man being created twice. So the first one there, Genesis 1 verse 26, when it says God made man in his image and likeness, that was man created in the spirit. Because if we can go back to Genesis 1 verse 26. Because there again it says male and female he created them. Twenty-six and twenty-seven. And God said, "Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle." And over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth over the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. See here God created man in the spirit. This was the spirit man. And then we go further back. 
sorry, when we go further to the next one in Genesis 2 verse 7, there it says he formed man of the dust. So there he created the body. He gave him the earth suit. So that now man can be made of earth. He's one with the earth realm. And that spirit can be housed. What God was really doing here in this part is he was setting a new law for life in the earth realm. This is the law of dominion and territory. That for any spirit to exist in this realm, they have to be a spirit that is housed within a body made out of earth. Spirit without that body of earth cannot exist. And a body without that spirit has no life in it. And that is why when you look at you know, in Matthew chapter 8, there is a story of Jesus going with his disciples in the boat across the sea into Gadara. And then after they endured the storm and landed in Gadara, and then he delivered the man from the legion of demons. The first thing the legion said to him was, send us into the pigs. Because if they were dislodged from a body and do not have another body to go into, they become illegal in the earth realm. And they can't exist in the earth realm then. So even if they were they were ready to go even into the pigs, if they can't get another man, that's because they would be violating this law of dominion and territory. So the main thing that brings us to the next understanding here is man has is the only creature that has that duality of existence where he can legally exist in and operate in the earth realm and in the spirit realm because he is both spirit and he also has that body of the earth realm. So he's a spirit and he has to exist in the body in order to be able to operate in the earth realm. Spirits without bodies cannot exist in the earth realm. Now what happens with other spirits. So now the other spirits are, one is God, and then there are angels, and then there are demons. All of these cannot exist in the earth realm without that. So in fact, God, the way he set it up with this law of dominion and territory is, if you look at Psalm 115, Brother Seth, I think we'll go there as well. It's not in my notes, but we'll go there. So you get a better understanding. Psalm 115, verse 16. He set it up in such a way that he gave the earth to man and he excluded himself from it. So that this law of dominion and territory will still hold. Even he himself didn't violate it. You can see the heavens are his, but the earth he has given to the children of men. So he, when he says the heavens are his, and, but the earth he has given means he is not retaining any control over the earth at all. It's like a landlord and we'll go into that maybe in next session. So the earth he has fully given to man. That's what man's dominion in Genesis 1 verse 28. You see, this is that dominion. Man's dominion over the earth realm. So man is literally sovereign like a king or like a god over the earth. 
he rules. And all the other spirits that have a body will be subject to this one's authority. So when he says, get out, they have to leave. That's really what our true authority is. It had to go through the whole process where Satan stole it and then Jesus restored it, like we've just discussed earlier. But going back to these spirits, now, what do they really want is? They want not just to legally exist in the earth realm, but they also want to be in control. They don't want to be controlled. So they don't want to follow this second part of this statement here, to be under the control of men. That is why that same beguiling that was done to Adam and Eve continues even this day. And you constantly battle thoughts, the suggestions that come from the spirits of wickedness. Your soul is the battlefield. Soul has the, the emotions, the intellect and the will. That's where all our decisions are made. That's where we operate from. So that's the area they look to influence. So if they can convince you to give them place to live there, then they will seek to control and not be under your control. That's what our constant battle always is. That's why we are given the Bible as a mirror so that their actions are pointed out there, godly actions are pointed in there. You can look at it and you can decide which side of the battlefield you want to stand on. And because your soul has emotions, your soul has intellect, and it has your will. Now your will is what makes the decisions. The other two are what they will try to influence so that your will can be pushed under the influence of either your emotions or your intellect or the lack of that intellect to make certain decisions and choices with your life. And then out of those choices, when you end up on the wrong side of God's law, then Satan can stand and accuse you. Are you seeing how that there's a greater plan that they are doing there? Quite a plan. But when you understand this and you get down to that level, then you know what your battle really is. It all comes down to, will you listen to certain thoughts? and do what they are suggesting? Or will you go against it and say, this is not in line with what I have learned from the word of God, so I'm not going to do it. And that can only be happen when you are led by the spirit, not out of the flesh. Because every flesh, as in every human when we are born, even before your parents can give you a gift, Satan gives you a gift. I hope you already know that it's called original sin. It's called rebellion. Man is born with that gift of rebellion. That's why we start by sinning. That's why when we grow up in the ways of the flesh and if we are not educated in the ways of the spirit, we have a big challenge on our hands. Because we do not know the truth, the truth cannot set you free. And until we are baptized by, in the name of Jesus, we can't receive his spirit. God's spirit is with us. He is with every human but not in every human. And until and unless he is not in every human, he can't exercise any kind of activity. He can't quicken them. He can't do anything. He can also just like them suggest. Suggest in the thoughts. 
when they hear some preacher preaching somewhere, he can suggest in their thoughts. It is still up to them out of their fleshly ways whether they are willing to listen or not. That's why you see many people say, I had an experience where I felt close to God. And they're not particularly believers as such. But there is that feeling at times in people where they felt close to God or they felt something different. More often than not, given our structure of rebellion and our pride in humans, we will only listen to those voices when we break down after going through all sorts of challenges in life. That's why you see most of us, and, and the first amen to that will be me. We have only come to Jesus after we have landed in the soup. Put an amen if that is you there. You hardly find anyone that would say, no, everything was going good in my life, all beautiful, all good. I have all the money. I had all the pleasures in life. I had a good job. I had good finances, good business running. And then I decided to give my heart to Jesus. How many such testimonies have you heard? It's very rare. And God knows it. So he waits. He waits patiently till we reach that stage. And then he says, are you willing to trust in me? Then I will lift you up. And then when we are willing to trust and listen to him, he says, now let me baptize you and I'll give you my spirit. So this time you will find a new strength that you never had before. That's where our lifting starts. That's where our transformation really starts. And that's why the message from John, that's the message from Peter, Acts 2.38 as well. And John, it is in chapter 3, I think, in Matthew. Repent and be baptized, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What that kingdom of God is at hand when it first starts is you receiving the Holy Spirit. Peter said, repent and be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2.38. So I hope you are getting that understanding. The next thing for us to know about man. Now we are still looking at what is man. How are we made. And what are the key things that we need to know. In the way God created and modeled us. So we have touched on. Um, us being made after his own image and likeness. So we are essentially. Our spiritual DNA. Is the DNA of God. Our true spiritual DNA. That's the next thing we need to remember. So when you look at God's plan, man is a key factor in exercising that dominion in all realms because of our duality. And because God has excluded himself from the earth realm, as you can see in that scripture there, Man is a key factor in bringing the spiritual realm to dominate the earth realm as well. Because he is the only one with that duality. And the way the spirit realm can be connected to the earth realm is through the technology of altars. That's the technology God gave Adam. So when man collaborates with God at his altar, it's essentially that the touch point where the spirit realm connects with the earth realm. It's at an altar. So when he collaborates with God, then that becomes 
a holy altar. And that's the only way, an altar is the only way to bring a spirit into the earth realm. Where the spirit enters through the touch point or the connection of an altar and a man. Now when Satan saw this, what do you think he would have done? Oh, that's how, so far there was law of territory and dominion. No chance for spirits to enter into the earth realm. But if there is a technology of an altar and there is man, I have beguiled this man before, why don't I try again? That will establish a doorway for spirits to come into the earth realm and establish their dominion in certain areas of the earth realm. He is a copycat. He has copied all of God's systems. He never invented any of his own. So he immediately would have said, let me copy this. I can fool man again and use this technology, set up altars to me so that demons can enter the earth realm now. And then when they enter in, they can continue to beguile man knowing how he is benign and a little ignorant. We can establish our dominion once again. That's how he has become the God or the ruler of this world. That's what the Bible calls him. And that process of him misusing those altars there, which was supposed to be holy, is now become a tool of witchcraft. It is unfortunate that man out of his own foolishness has given the devil legal access because man didn't think of the bigger picture. He didn't even know it. People that engage in this, all they are looking at is the immediate benefit that they can get. And the demon there says, I will make you rich. I will give you power. I will give you authority. If you let me connect into the earth realm through your altar and yourself. And they fall for it. That's the birth or the origin of witchcraft. The next thing we need to look at is our identity. You've seen that in your image, in your likeness. Our original identity is from Him, from God. But through sin, our identity got destroyed. And it was only Jesus after our redemption who restored it through baptism so that once again, man who was called son of God because of his spiritual DNA can now once again be called son of God through restoration of that spiritual DNA. When you look at Romans 8, Brother Savior, I think we'll go there. Romans 8 verse 15 to 17. So we have made once again through his sacrifice, we have made sons, adopted sons of God. And by being those adopted sons of God, we have made once again legal heirs, co-heirs with Christ. So your authority in God's eyes is equal there. He has seated you with Christ. He has not seated you somewhere below. And the reason I'm saying this is, don't let the devil or anyone else con you into believing otherwise. This is who you are. Look at these verses. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, 
whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So raised as a son, made co-heir with Jesus and glorified also both. See, Adam lost his glory when he was kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Here, glory is being restored. You are brought once again spiritually into the Garden of Eden. And another thing that you should not let the devil con you into is guilt. If you can scroll up, Brother Savio, verse 1 of chapter 8. This is one of my favorite verses. I keep reminding myself this as well because in your spiritual warfare, in the battlefield of your mind, the devil will keep reminding you you are worthless, you are useless, you have made a mistake, God will punish you, you have done wrong. And this verse tells you what the truth of God, how he sees you is. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In the word to highlight, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Jesus gave an example of this to us as well with the woman who was caught in adultery. And all those that came to stone her and he said, let him who has sinned cast the first stone and they all went away. He said, where are they? If they don't accuse you, neither do I. Go and sin no more. When we repent, there is no condemnation when you are in him. You have to remember this at all times. If there is a thought that is weighing heavy on you and saying, you are guilty, you have done wrong, you should always remember this scripture. This is your truth. Use it to fight. He taught us this by saying, how do we fight? By saying, it is written. This is what is written about you. Never forget it. Now, in terms of this identity, he has raised us with Christ. He has made us co-heirs. I'd like us to go back to that original scripture that we started with. Psalms 8 verse 5. Brother Savio, we'll go back to Psalms 8 verse 5, but this time we'll look at it from the lexicon. See, that's a good way to study the Bible sometimes. There are a few you know, interesting things that come up there. The scripture said, when we looked at it at a different version, it said, you have made him slightly lower than the angels. Now I'm going to show you something different there. It's not the angels. Verse 5. Are you seeing that where it says 430? You read the left column where it says 
yet you have made him a little lower than not angels you are above the angels you are only a little lower than god look at the hebrew word there little lower than elohim elohim is not angels elohim is the name of god see sometimes it's good when you look at the hebrew versions then you understand things in a new in a new light this is what our true position is this is what our real position in the hierarchy with god angels demons and every other thing in creation is you are above all of them the only thing that you are below is god you have to remember this this is your true position this is your identity and yet many times we think the devil is more powerful the devil is you know stronger the devil is higher in authority look at what your authority is just to confirm what the other part of it is that everyone else is below let's look at ephesians 2 verse 6 then it gives you a complete picture so now you have the one part is you are slightly lower than god himself and ephesians 2 verse 6 will tell you what else so it says he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus so you are sitting with christ and in him now where is he seated let's go for that to ephesians 1 brother savior previous chapter i think it's verse 20 and 21 both and probably you can 22 as well we will look at so i'll read it so he raised jesus from the dead and set him at his own right hand so if he set jesus at his right hand and we are co-heirs with him now we are sitting with him which means we are also sitting at the right hand now where is that place of the right hand look at verse 21 far above all principalities all power all might and all dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and he has put all things under jesus his feet and he gave him to be the head over all things of the church and you are now ephesians 2:6 said you are sitting with this king who has everything under his feet so you are above all of those and you are only a little lower than god that is your true position in the hierarchy can you see all the other principalities verse 21 says principalities powers mights and dominions those are names of all angelic and demonic ranks they are not above you they are not more powerful than you your authority is higher it's time you understand it and start exercising it through your faith we should remember these things at all times so that when it's time for you to fight back and say it is written you know exactly who you are you know exactly what god has vested in you 
And then you can declare with confidence when you know it. So what really is man all about? You are an ambassador. I'm just going to summarize all of these things now we have looked at. You are an ambassador of God designated to rule over the earth. One of a kind that can coexist in both realms. So you can connect with the spirit realm and with the earth realm. Your spiritual DNA is that of God's. And now I'd like you to look at Psalm 82 verse 6 because the next statement I'm making is you are sovereign over the earth. So Psalm 82 verse 6. And it's good that we see it, otherwise it will sound like blasphemy. This he said about man, you are gods and all of you are children of the Most High. When you understand this, what it really means is you are not challenging the authority of God. You are not establishing your own kingdom somewhere and standing in opposition and against God. But what he really means here by saying you are gods are it is your sovereignty over the earth. You are in total control and total rule over the earth, exercising dominion as man. So when you look at it only within the ecosystem of the earth, you are literally like a God of the earth. That's how God created man to be. And Jesus repeated the same. Now you've seen here Jesus quoting this exact verse in John 10 verse 34 to 36. Brother Savio, John 10 verse 34 to 36. He quoted this exact same verse that's on your screen here. But he gives us the lowdown of it as well. We'll just touch on this and then we'll wind up for tonight. I hope this session is blessing you. See, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods, Unto whom the word of God came. See, he's specifying also there. People who to whom the word came and they received that word, God called them gods. And the scripture cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world. Are you understanding your sovereignty over the earth? But we can't stand on our own. So Jesus gave us the new system. He says, use my word. Nobody can stand my name. You will have the same authority of that sovereignty. But this time nobody can steal it from you because they have to come and steal it from me, which they can't. So our sovereignty stands. We can be as ambassadors, representatives of his government and he says, my government will back you up. That is why he said, you will receive power. 
Acts 1 verse 8, when the Holy Ghost comes on you, are you joining all those dots together? My government backs you. I give you authority. You are my ambassador and I give you the power as well. So that you can exercise your authority by speaking and that must be fulfilled. And that's that authority that he was he had originally promised man in Genesis 1 verse 28. Let them have dominion and let them rule over the birds of the sea. Sorry, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea and everything that creeps and crawls on land. That's his restoration. But we ended up sinning. We failed. And he continues to battle and struggle. Out of his love, he just wants every man to be saved. And no one should end up in the outer darkness and have to go to hell. I hope that is blessing you. We'll look at the next steps of this next week. What happened when man sins? And the rest of the process there. And then we'll look at our connection with the earth. This was more of the background of what is man that God is so mindful of him? Um, what is God's plan for man? What is the Bible all about? We've just sort of summarized the whole thing in today's scripture. I hope when you go back and you look in the mirror, you remember all these things. That is you. This is who you really are. Don't ever forget it. So we shall end here tonight. Father, I thank you that you have blessed us with an opening of our eyes to your truth. And you continue to reveal more and more of your truth by your spirit of truth. So that when he comes, he is the spirit of liberty. There is freedom everywhere. We are no longer under any kind of oppression of the lies of the enemy. But we can walk in that freedom knowing who we are and what you have made us to be, and then take our rightful position in this earth realm. I ask for that edification, and we thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Be blessed, everyone. Have a good night and a great weekend ahead. Thank you, brother.